Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. Uh, my guest today is Julia Weiss. And we are a lot of firsts involved. First guest to ever pick a topic on the air out of a hat. First guest to uh, invite other people to brunch with both of us while on the air. Update slash spoiler alert. They both said yes. It's probably going to happen. I won't get my hopes up until I see it come to fruition. Uh, first guest to stand up multiple times during the episode because they got too passionate about what they were discussing, which didn't surprise me at all because Julia is just an incredibly passionate person and I've respected her for a long time. She's been a friend of mine for a good while. Um, I think we met at an upstairs gallery show at some point, and uh, I've just really uh, admired her as a person and as a performer ever since then. Uh, so I was really excited to get to do this. Um, and it's my second member of the improvised Star Trek company to be on the show. No big deal. Um, <laughs> I'm not binge listening to that podcast or anything. I just listened to two episodes right before I recorded this, so I could quit anytime I wanted. Um, the Nerdlogs had our Sketchfest show this past weekend. It went incredibly well, uh, very well received. It was really cool for a lot of performers to get to see it, um, and a lot of non-performers, and my parents watched it streaming from South Carolina at midnight slash one in the morning-ish which is awesome, and I didn't even know for sure that they were doing it. I just sent them the link, uh, and they're great. So, shout out to Chris and Gail, uh, supporting from hundreds of miles away. Um, we have the Nerdalogs are holding our monthly Your Stories event this Sunday at 7 o'clock at the Public House Theater. Um, and stay tuned for future shows and projects where that's concerned. Please uh, check out the other podcasts on the network, the Nerdalogcast and Your Stories. Um, and keep an ear to the ground for future podcasts joining the already aforementioned ones. Um, I think that's about it. Every Friday, Reagan Reagan, the Wanger Mind Theater. The corner of Newport and Sheffield. That's a thing. 8 o'clock. Come check us out. I love those people. A lot of them have been on the show. So if you're a frequent listener, then you will have heard their wonderful voices and opinions. Um, Speaking of wonderful voices and opinions, let's get into it with Julia Weiss. Uh, I will mention that after we finished recording, she was forlorn that she did not give Trader Joe's a shout out. Big Trader Joe's fan who is not. Let's all drink some $3 Charles Shaw. Uh, 
and enjoy this episode. Thanks. to capture this process, because <laughs> I think this is wonderful. I'm trying to find... I can't make I want, like, an official vessel to draw to things out <laughs> I mean, hats are classic. I want to use my greatest hat. Oh, pen. This pen doesn't work. Oh, no, use mine. Oh, cool. Because uh, I just <gasps> don't think... Exact oh, tip. It's a nice pen. And I appreciate that they have both T's. I hate that shit when it's like... <laughs> oh, they pet smart. slam to... It's like, is it pet smart? Pet smart. Or is it oh. pet smart? Or is it the march that belongs to the pets? <laughs> that shit makes me so mad. Uh... I brought my brave set because it's been through a lot, and I think it'll help us choose wisely. Uh, Julia is writing down three topics right now that she doesn't want to have to decide between. Um, So she's putting them into a hat while Stephanie makes some popcorn for herself. Should we have have Stephanie draw? Yeah, Stephanie! I'm uh, biased. Yeah, exactly. Close your eyes, even though they're folded in a hat. I'm gonna eat one piece of popcorn while I draw it. <laughs> this is how humans live. I love this. Okay, what's it gonna be? Oh, she kissed it. Sealed with a kiss. Food. 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 Appropriate. You were eating while you chose it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for your unbiased help. <laughs> uh, well then. <laughs> My guest today is Julia Weiss, and her topic is food. Food. I showed it. <laughs> Thank you for showing it to my microphone <laughs> and computer. Yep, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. I was going to say, uh, I don't even want to say what the other options were. No. Just Maybe in another life. That's what, I was, that's what I was about to say. I'll come and talk to you anytime. If I, if I get it to, like, episode... 397. I'm going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel for <laughs> new people that I haven't talked to yet. Right. And hey, 398. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, uh, lofty. Yeah. And also, I would want—I would probably want you to be on again before I got to three ninety-seven. Just, Aww, just so as you know. <laughs> oh man. Well, Julia, what's the inception of your love for food? Oh, you know, for as long as I can remember, I've been super into food. Um, when I was little, my parents are really into like. Civics. <laughs> when they would go vote, they would bring us with. Oh, cool. And, like, they didn't just, like, they didn't every four years that shit. Like, they voted in yeah. every election. Yeah. And it was, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. So we would wake up early, and we would go, we would get to stand in the voting booth while we see, you know, democracy at work. <laughs> um, and then we would go out to breakfast. Nice. And uh, I would always get biscuits and gravy my dad would try to get me the half order and i'd be like no <laughs> no dad. dad i may be seven but i could eat a full order of biscuits and gravy how many was it like two biscuits pulled apart with yeah. gravy? okay i just wanted to yeah. figure out what we, how much oh we were and this is with. like like west central illinois very small town population 9500 at the time wow 
Um, That's about and, what size the town I grew up in was, too. Yeah. Like, the primary, uh, like, industry there, all agricultural. So, mm-hmm. you know... They made some good biscuits, biscuits and, and gravy. gravy. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's great. As someone from the South, I'm oh. impressed that that was your go-to. Oh, 100%. As a Midwesterner. And then, like, I would finish mine, and then I would always end up finishing everyone else's. <laughs> like, one of my crowning achievements of my early childhood was when I made my parents, like, uh, we got, my brother and sister would go to this, like, dumb thing uh-huh. every Wednesday, and I was too young to go. So I'd always get my pick of dinner, and usually it was McDonald's Happy Meals. But right. every now and then I was like, I want pizza from Pizza Hut, thin crust cheese. And um, they ordered a medium so that there would be some left over for their other children. Mm-hmm. Um, seven years old, I ate that whole motherfucking pizza. <laughs> like, And I know this doesn't seem like the origins of a foodie so much as just like a super a fat lady. Kid. <laughs> But, um, I mean, I yeah, was, were you like a chubby kid? No, I, I... Because you have a beautiful physique, if oh, I may. Oh, hush. That's just because when I was in high school, I developed a crippling eating disorder. Oh, but, no. Uh, <laughs> Topical. <Ooh. laughs> um, but, yeah, I, my weight goes up and down a lot because because I have this love of food. Mm-hmm. I I feel like a lot of, especially women, end up with like a really weird relationship with food. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, because you, we have shit like guilt-free chips, as if yeah. eating chips should be an experience that makes you feel guilty instead of like fucking great. Because potatoes are amazing. It's in like every way like, that they can be if, served. If God is real, like when He cries, His teardrops go into the ground and become root vegetables. Like. You mash them, you fry them, uh-huh. uh-huh. saute them. They're the best. I'm not a big fan of uh, scalloped potatoes, but I think yeah. every other way of preparing them is delicious. Right. You know, I, no, don't get me wrong. If you serve me scalloped potatoes, I will eat them I, but and they will be delicious. It's not my choice of potato. Yes. I get that. I liked scalloped potatoes when I was little. Mm. Then I experienced potatoes au gratin, <laughs> yes. which are like... Scalloped potatoes done right. Like, With just minus the ham. cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you broil that shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When I was little, I would... Uh, I always wanted to cook. <laughs> I would make sandwiches. And I was, like, trying to be, like, a real gourmet. And, like, make these... Like, put, like, weird things together. <laughs> but usually it was, like... I think I saw some ad where a kid put like Hershey syrup on a like a turkey sandwich. Oh no! I was like, "Oh, this kid's so dumb," but we still have great meats. Oh and no! So I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds good." I remember distinctly like one sandwich it. that was like some sort of like deli meat, <laughs> lettuce, ketchup. <laughs> 
Parmesan cheese. No. <laughs> and Hershey's syrup. No. And like, Did you eat it? Yes. And I knew I didn't like it, but I was like, <laughs> I have to. My favorite sandwich was peanut butter and cheese. And oh. I thought I was so fucking gross. Oh. But it's really Like good. American? No. Extra sharp cheddar, girl. Okay. That's. <laughs> okay. I tricked my sister into eating one once, and she was like, oh. That is really good. I'm sorry I made fun of you. Interesting. And I was like... Do you still do that? Or is it just the thing you did I when you were did kid? it uh, a couple months ago, and let me tell you, it holds up. <laughs> like an 80s comedy. Like an 80s comedy. You recognize up. that maybe your tastes have <laughs> yep. changed since then, but yep. it tastes There's still things like you liked comfort. about it. Yeah. Burned myself on a steakum that I tried to make without supervision <laughs> when my parents were watching White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> Or maybe it was The Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, we watched the first part of that movie a few months ago because it's just on one of the... We have a Roku and it has all these random channels on it. Yeah, so Roku's we tra- weird. <laughs> so we tried to find a movie on like Cracked or whatever that is. Yeah. And, and it had The Gods Must Be Crazy and we're like, this looks weird. And watched 20 to 30 minutes of it and we're like, oh, okay, too weird. Right. Yeah, gotta get high for that shit. <laughs> Maybe I should revisit it. Oh, maybe you should. But yeah, I was such a little eater. Uh, um, what was your favorite food as a child? Oh, man. I have always had a hard time with favorites. Oh, yes. Um, I know. As, well, some of your favorites. What are some, some of, of your favorites? favorites? Um, my family, I've inherited the recipe and improved on it. <laughs> but like... My dad made the best macaroni and cheese. Aww. Like, the best. Well, second best. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and to I what? Love that. Oh, to you. Oh, to mine. To your own? That's where I thought that was going. Yeah. <laughs> I make really good macaroni and cheese. Was, uh, so was, are we looking at a crock pot situation? Or? We're not looking at a crock pot. We're looking at, you know, like, starting with the basic roux. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my base cheese, always extra sharp cheddar. Sometimes I'll throw in maybe some Gouda, maybe some goat, whatever I have on hand. Then, okay. uh, In that sauce, I put some mustard, some Worcestershire sauce. Whoa. Black pepper and nutmeg. Um, and then I uh, top it with fried onions and bake it. That sounds delicious. It's good as shit. And sometimes, if I'm feeling crazy, I'll uh. Make some bacon, use the bacon fat for the roux, and crumble that bacon into that mac and cheese before I bake it, because I am a goddess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because everything you do is perfect? Yeah. That sounds incredible. That's a great answer. I've always loved all things cheese. Mm Mm-hmm. Me too. The thing is, is like, I was weird about texture for a long time. Mm. So while I loved food and I loved eating and I like I was really into like the act of feeding people being like the way that you like share and love I love Um, that I feel like so many kids are picky eaters yeah were you a picky eater or did you just like the things I was texture weird right 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 and like my my brother was a super picky eater and he was older than me and I looked up to him so I think like it made you want to weird about food too um, but I remember really wanting to like certain things. Like I remember I made myself eat tomatoes every night 
for the longest time so that I would like tomatoes. I, I did the same thing with corn on the cob. Like I forced oh, myself corn. to eat it until I liked it. I still don't like tomatoes. It's more mostly like to- a texture. It's thing. a texture it's, thing. It tastes like eating some sort of water plant. Like yeah. it's I mean you just can't get behind it. That's what it is. Yeah. It's really what it is. I know. Uh, I like tomatoes now sometimes. I eat tomato products. Like, yeah. I don't mind the taste of tomatoes. It's just, I don't like them on my sandwiches. I love, like, a cherry tomato. Yeah, I even, I like smaller, it's I like, like grape and cherry those, tomatoes, like, too. Those fucking, the ones that, like, yeah, a mealy, one mealy tomato will put me off tomatoes yeah. for a month. They're like the, they're like the uh, American cheese of vegetables. They are. <laughs> like, yeah. why wouldn't you just eat something more interesting and right. good? But every once in a while... You get yourself a good tomato. Right. All it needs is a little salt and pepper, and that's, like, really good tomato. Right. But, like, every all the components have to come And if you together. want to fry green tomatoes, I will eat the shit out I of that. I had fried green tomatoes for the first time in North Carolina mm. uh, when I was 20... Four years old. <laughs> and we're in North Carolina. Uh, if you remember. Uh, Raleigh? Mm-hmm. It's down in my neck of the woods. Maybe I was in Raleigh. That that weekend blew my mind food-wise because I had uh, like Carolina barbecue for oh, the first time. Oh, God. also had hush puppies for the first oh, time. Oh, God. I like, love all the was, things that you're talking about. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Went to the pit. Yeah. Got the chopped pork with that vinegar sauce and I was just like, this is... Everything. It's heaven. It's amazing. I it's love amazing. Carolina bar- That's my dad's favorite food. It's, it's barbecue. Oh, <laughs> like, like if, pork barbecue. If I had died that year, that would have been what I had served at my funeral. I think about my funeral a lot because I have this really crippling fear that I'm going to be the person who gets shot by like the random sniper oh, no. who like goes on a shooting spree. That is a terrible fear. I mean, sometimes I have a real hard time walking outside, but that's not the point. The point is I spent a lot of time thinking about my funeral and I think about it like in two ways. Okay. Music and food. food. And... I have a hard time choosing. Right. Uh, so, as well you know. Uh-huh. As, I, as well I do know. <laughs> Hence, uh, Topic C and Hat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and aforementioned conversations, but mostly Topic C and Hat. <laughs> Sounds like a Twitter handle. Topic C and Hat. <laughs> um, yeah. I, that was uh, one of the other topics you threw around. Social, social media. media. <laughs> I love <laughs> social media. It all ties together. It all ties together. Uh, um, what, what are, what are, what food would you serve at your funeral at this point in your life? Um. At this point in your death? Right now, I would, uh, <laughs> I would want my friend and chef, Kevin McMullen, to... Is he a professional chef? Yeah. He's Ooh, badass. Where? Um, he just opened a place called The Brixton uh, in Andersonville. Cool. cool. Uh, he's cool. We're supposed to drink whiskey and hang out sometime, but we haven't made those plans yeah. yet. Yeah. I have friends like that. Yeah. I think that, like, we're both the flighty friends. Yeah. So yep. We'll see. Yep. yep but yep. Uh, he's cool, and I would want him to create, like, foods based on, like, things I like. <laughs> That's great. Um, Not just foods I like, but, like, ideas yeah. that I like. Right. Um. And I guess I would have to have my, like, I'd have, like, Annalise Toft oversee <laughs> Annalise and my sister and Christina Felski and 
Oh no, now I have to list all my friends. No, you don't. Oh no. I'm letting you off the hook. All of your other friends and, and siblings. All my friends too. and everyone I know. Yep. Would all help plan would it. Would all help plan but it. But now it's on your record that you would want your friend Kevin to do it. Wait, I'm having crazy deja vu right now. Really? Like insane. And not. Like, <laughs> because right. I feel like I was drinking whiskey during a podcast. Before and I started naming things and then freaked out because I had to name everything. <laughs> I was it for I don't know what other podcasts have you, you do um podcasts with improvised Star Trek all the time. I do that, but that's just like art and stuff, right? Like, I care. I love it so much. I really love it. Oh, that's Listen. another great get back to food. Sean Kelly, Kelly. makes. Insanely good food, and he's always like, "Oh, I made these waffles out of sweet potatoes." What? And like, um, and the syrup is tapped from um, the oldest tree in the continental United States. He doesn't talk like that. And he's, I was gonna say, I thought that was a pretty decent, like, with the, the. It was more. It was not really like the right tone, but it was the right like, like intonations. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I'm better at that than. And actually sounding like someone <laughs> yeah. just knowing what their rhythms right? sound like. Yeah. Oh man. He <laughs> candies bacon. Wow. And like it's all the best. And he's like married hearty eating with like physical fitness Ugh. in a way that like the rest of us could only dream of. He's like, yeah, I eat a lot of whole foods. And <laughs> like just, you know, full fat dairy and like meat, a lot of meat, uh-huh. and it's just like. But you're, but and he's he and his wife are both like, real in shape. That's awesome. And like have things like muscles and <laughs> body tone. You're telling me when you came in that you've been trying to work out more so that you don't drop babies. <laughs> yeah, so I don't drop any babies. I had two near baby drops. I hope their parents don't listen to this. They I was won't. never because like, your my adrenaline picks up and they like I've never dropped a baby. But I don't want to start. Right. Yeah. I mean I was like lifting my two and a half year old the other day, like, to work on my biceps. <laughs> yes. My the like six month old, I use him to like I do like up and downies. Uh huh. They can't see what I'm doing, but right. like they just think you're with playing. A littler one, I can like lift her over, like work out my triceps. That's great. So, That's called multitasking. And I was like, I don't really need to join a gym, but it's good accountability. It's good accountability because I don't get cardio when I'm nannying. Yeah. And I also don't do abs when I'm nannying. Well, no, that's not true. Sometimes I'll hold the, I'll get on my back <laughs> and I'll like hold the baby <laughs> like at my knees uh-huh. and I'll like make a game at it or I'll like do a sit up and like nuzzle noses. <laughs> Another great thing about nannying is all the free food. food. <laughs> oh, you brought it back and I didn't even have to. Honestly, like I've been thinking like I need to be making more money. I have to make more money because I'm a bum. Um... I should go back. I should get a traditional job. but And I'll think that, and I'll be right about to, like, look at resumes. And then, like, and, yeah. one of the nanny, the dads will be like, oh, I'm heading out. Um, there's some uh, fettuccine carbonara that I made last night in the fridge. <laughs> uh, I used a smoked pancetta. It might be a little too smoky, so... Um, <laughs> 
You might want to add some capers to cut the smoke. <laughs> and you're like, I can never work like, anywhere I else. Leave. I can never. This dad work um, anywhere else. He's like really cool, and he does marketing for a lot of like legit chefs. Cool. And he and some like Chicago chef, I think. I don't want to say the wrong one, so I'm not going to say anything. We'll um, call him Brick. We'll call him <laughs> uh, like Brick Ailis. I didn't even sure. Big Ailis. Uh, uh, it's not Rick Ailis. <laughs> they like have started this business where they're making like brines and hot sauces. Oh, and cool. For like, they were going on vacation for a couple weeks at Christmas, and so I wasn't going to see them for a while. He's like, hey. Here's our hot sauce as a gift, that's and I was like, "Awesome! Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing! Super good! I would think so." And uh, yeah, and I'm just like, the fact that my I, that can be a perk at your job <laughs> is like keeping me in the shop. Even though, like, if I had like a sweet paying job, I could go buy I, those things. When I was like doing like office jobs and making like good money, mm-hmm. I was blowing all of my like non rent or utility income on nice food like like decadent like you feel guilty afterwards because there are people in the world who don't have homes yeah food. yeah like yeah. I went to every next menu I, I've never been to one of those you should joints. go I know I want to but I'm so you should go poor. I would say next over Alenia next is less expensive and I my Alenia experience was lovely, but mm-hmm. I found like the food once? and the. I've only been to Alenia once. Okay, so um, just a you're a next girl. I I Alenia was a very wonderful and gracious gift mm-hmm. um, from this my best friend from high school and her family. Like they're really the most lovely, wonderful people. And whenever they're in town, we like go out to dinner. And Claire had just passed the bar, and I it was my birthday. Um, so they took us to Alinea, and it was beautiful. That's awesome. Uh, and everything was amazing, but I feel like they've done such a great job at Next. And, like, the way, like, Alinea still holds on to some, they they fully embraced, obviously, like, all the whimsy and everything, but, like, mm-hmm. they've maintained some of that, like, the stuffiness. Yeah, um, yeah. And Next is, like, the servers have such personality, and they're cool. so engaging. And yeah, that like, sounds like more my jam anyway. I feel like I'd be really overwhelmed at Alinea. My first experience at Next, um, it was the the first menu, and we went like a week in. It was insane. And that has like mm, like a certain number of courses on yeah, it and stuff it's like, like that. It's a tasting menu, so you have like a night of like, this is this thing, and these are the things in it. And right. this comes with all of this. And that like, I had had like... I'd been to one, I'd had one tasting menu before that uh-huh. uh, in New York, which was amazing. And that, that was sort of like the, I had always like had an appreciation for food, mm-hmm. but up until I got into like molecular gastronomy and yeah, dining, yeah. like the extent of it was like, I would eat, like, I loved, I, I had a wide array of like I mean, what it comes down to is basically, like, peasant food. Like, any sort of, like... They're in Bloomington, in Indiana, where I went to school. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a street of all just ethnic restaurants. Oh, cool. Street, and they were all in, like, houses that had been converted. There was, like, this Thai place I would go to all the time. 
Um, there's this Indian place that was amazing. There are a bunch of Tibetan restaurants. There was this Ethiopian. like really there. I you know what? I don't think there was an Ethiopian restaurant, but I love Ethiopian. Food. So do I. Um, and I've only had that, it once or twice, but I really enjoyed, yeah. I really liked it, and it's such a different like different flavors and yeah. different probably, way to eat food. <laughs> eggs and random shit. Like, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll still I'll try this. this. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Now how can I eat like this like weird chicken on a bone without a fried egg <laughs> yeah. and using bread instead of utensils? So like I feel like my like palate came to life. That's at really school. cool. Yeah. Um cuz I mean in most of Indiana <laughs> like you don't have access to a lot of that. So yeah, I was like, like, I was very much the same way because yeah. I grew up in a really small town in South Carolina, right. and I went to school in a larger town in South Carolina that mm-hmm. has way more diverse options. Like, I mean, that was the first time I had Thai food was in college yeah. and things like that. My mom would cook interesting things at home, and when we would visit my grandparents in Evanston, like we would have. Oh yeah, like we would eat things that we never mm-hmm. had heard of, uh, which was really lovely. Uh, when I lost my fear of like onions and chunks and things <laughs> like that, like my whole world expanded. Yeah. And so then, like, when in my early 20s, when I got super into like, I'm glad that I had an appreciation for food before I started doing like the foodie things. Yes. So I feel like there are a lot of people who will go to all of those restaurants just because like it it's is a way to exercise to their status. Yeah. Um, they don't have any real love for it, which makes me fucking mad. And yeah. I hate sitting next to those people because they're the shittiest pieces of shit. And I yeah. hate them because yeah. they're not getting any real enjoyment of it. And food is this magical thing. And these chefs really are artists. Yeah. And not only are they creating things that are complex and taste good and like reinvent how you think about the flavor of food, like they are beautiful. And like, yeah. There's no, there, there are a lot of people who really don't appreciate this thing that, like, they're incredibly lucky and privileged to have access to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that makes me mad. Yeah, I, I mean, there, I think there's a totally different, <laughs> yeah, you're coming to it from a totally different place as someone yeah. who, like, saves up or, like, splurges on something like that because you love it and it's yeah. something that you do to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to, yeah, the kind and of people are just going because they feel like it's something it's they like, mm, should do. I work in finance, and I really want yeah. this woman who works in marketing to, to be fuck impressed. Me yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, fuck that. But yeah, my first time at Next uh, was the Paris menu, and they brought out this this one course, like these like little hors d'oeuvre things, and I mean, you can tell that I'm like a total food <laughs> and everything that I <laughs> Um, but they had this, like, it was, like, this brioche that was, like, piped with foie gras. So there's, like, this little wow. ring of foie gras on it. Uh-huh. And um, with, like, the prettiest little spoonful of, like, marmalade and then, like, sea salt and black pepper. And it was so good that, that like, I amazing. teared up. And then when they were clearing our place <laughs> away, I was, like... I told the guys, like, the fact that I'll never taste this again makes me want to cry. <laughs> and then, like, four tears came out of my eyes. And then he disappears. And then he comes back with two more. No! And then I cried because of his generosity and because it's, like, the best. Oh, it was just the most beautiful, tasting thing ever. <laughs> and, uh, Sounds and, amazing. Um, 
Then when we were leaving, like, we made a new, we went out back, we went to the back and we met, like, Dave Barron, who oh. was very friendly the first time, and then, like, the f- subsequent menus, he got, like, a little cooler. Okay. Um, okay. But, like, that first time, I think he was still so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was so sweet, and we were like, yeah, we, we do improv, and he was like, oh, that's so cool! <laughs> that's cool that you do improv! And I'm like, we don't get paid for this shit, <laughs> you're like... Yeah. Of, of a chef of like renown, yeah. huge renown. Um, but like, uh, then as we were leaving, the maitre d was like, "Oh, uh, chef has a parting gift for you." Stop, motherfucker! Gave us a loaf of brioche piped with foie gras. Stop. Like that must have cost. I can't even yeah. imagine how much that. Like it was like a good like six or seven inch loaf of brioche that was had like a ring this like, like maybe like, like a half dollar a half dollar ring in oh, foie gras. not even the middle because they are too artsy for that like it was like the upper left hand corner um oh or right God. depending on which way you slice it <laughs> um, but like it was just like insane and like That's the next amazing. day like the group I, my mom had given me this like really lovely like marmalade for christmas uh-huh. uh so like i was just like in the group on break room the next day. It was like eating a brioche and and marmalade. And everyone's like, who the fuck are you (laughs) right now? Oh, That sounds awesome. And and then I went to this place called L Ideas, um, which at the the time was a little less expensive. I think they've upped their prices since then. L Ideas? Uh, Yeah, it's this chef, Philip Foss. And um, he will take these, like, it's... Uh, they're all I feel like every time I've been there there have been like new chefs working with him mm-hmm. um, but the first time I went it was Andrew Brochu who's like shooting up in the world and then someone else I can't remember because like I wanted to make love to Andrew Brochu because <laughs> that guy is hot and, and he can cook all the good food he can cook all the good food and he's dating like the most beautiful woman in the world and of he's like course on he is. social media he's like Oh, my girlfriend's the best and coolest and hottest. And I'm just like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, at least this is how it was like three years ago. I don't know how it is now. But, um, oh, there, there is one course that like, oh, and at LIDS, they like, it's open and like you get to go back in the kitchen while they're doing stuff. Oh, cool. And you can, they'll let you plate um, That's with awesome. them. And, um, They'll, they'll, Anyone who comes in? Yeah, and they'll be like, okay, now when you put this plate down on the table, you want it to face this, put it down this way, and then turn it this way. And then, like, they each explain their own courses. And at that time, they were still real cheeky, and the last course was, like, their chocolate salty balls. And they oh, would okay. play, like, the <laughs> yeah. chef from, from South, South Park. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and since they decided, like, you know, we're getting a lot of... Uh, notoriety and uh-huh. we should probably grow up a little bit which i think that's, is really cool that like they yeah. let themselves evolve like that but oh there's this one but course. that's so fun they put out this like bowl full of like lovely like leaves and stuff <laughs> and um there's like this then they put this like little dish of custard down mm. on top of that and then they bring this amazingly fragrant um like concoction of stuff that you don't eat, we later learned. <laughs> um, they pour it into that bottom bowl where all like the, the, the leaves, leaves and stuff are. Yeah, yeah. And there's you didn't know this, 
there's dry ice under there. Oh, so it makes this like okay. beautiful fog. And like <laughs> it smells amazing because this stuff. They're making oh, it. And like you're just like the... breathing this in and then you taste this custard which is like rebose tea and vanilla and it's just like That sounds incredible. Amazing. And it's BYOB, which is cool. Really? Cool. The second time we went. I would like the podcast to know that Julia had to stand up to describe <laughs> that experience. It gets so exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love it so um, much. The second time we went, we were like the last ones there. Um and that this is when we met Kevin. Okay. And because he he was a chef there for a bit. Cool. And, I was um, gonna ask where he was a yeah. chef before he opened oh, his own place. Man, he made he makes this hot sauce that's like almost like a gel, and it's like the best hot sauce in the world. <laughs> oh, he's so amazing. Um, that sounds lovely. So we we go and like we still have we brought like four bottles of wine and some beer, and so we are. Tanked, <laughs> and we had to like finish. We can't like take this wine home. Yeah. So we're like finishing it there, and they like are like, "Hey, do you guys want to keep hanging out? Like You're these like, yes, awesome chefs." Please. And, um, Thank you. So then we go to um, the watershed. The, it's a bar under Pastor Champagne. Can yeah. Right. It's a water something. Yeah. Water, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I had just been there a couple weeks earlier mm-hmm. and really liked it. And mm-hmm. so um, we go there and the like front of house guy and Kevin are like, Good we're going to, we're going to um, order your drinks for you based on the courses that you like the best. Stop. Cause That's like amazing. we can get those and make you things that are in the menu. Yeah. And, uh, they were awesome. And then dreamy Andrew Brochu came in <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you have arms that are the best arms. They're so beautiful. Oh, he's got this jaw. Oh my god. Oh, he's amazing. I'm gonna have to look this guy up. Oh, he is hot as shit. Or at least he was then. And his name rhymes. Yeah. You never realized that. And I'm real into rhyming. Oh, I had the, a blinding hangover the next morning, but it was worth it. Sounds super and, worth it. But now I can't, I like never do those things anymore just because like I don't have that disposable income, which sucks, but also like I have something to look forward to when yeah. I like start making choices like an adult. Yeah. And also, uh, I just, uh, for me anyway, the first year and a half or so that I was in Chicago, I had a really good paying job and I did not like it at all. Like it was super soul crushing. And now I have a way less good paying job that I like a lot more. So, I mean, yeah, maybe I don't get to, you know, treat myself to Mm -hmm. things that cost more money, but I'm happier in a lot of other ways. (laughs) And then when you do like for my birthday, this, I had like the best birthday this year (laughs) and, um, I got taken out to Nightwood, which is this restaurant, like, it's, I'd be lying if I said I knew what neighborhood it was in. How am I good at that stuff? But, like, we couldn't decide on things, so we ordered a ton of stuff. Cool. And it was just like, oh, it's a, just amazing. What kind of Food, restaurant is it's it? It's just like. It's pretty eclectic, like upscale, like American fare. Mm-hmm. Um, one dessert was like the perfect dessert for me because I like I don't like super sweet things, mm-hmm. but it was like this corn cake mm. um, with 
uh, strawberries and uh, awesome stuff. <laughs> it was so, and like, it was amazing how happy it made me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I feel like so much when I think about like happy like holidays are all defined by like the food yes, that you have absolutely yeah and like when you're a certain type of sad or at least for me it's like i am order thai food watch a documentary sad or <laughs> i am order a pizza watch a rom-com sad yeah <laughs> or i am order indian and watch an entire season of Scandal. <laughs> like, it's... Food uh, is just... I like that your food pairs with your, uh... I mean... Entertainment intake, too. It was really next that taught me about, like, food pairings. <laughs> and they do it with beverages, but, like... I, I'm, like... I come at it from, like, a different point of view where I, like, think about it with, like, media. It's just, like... <laughs> restaurant idea I have where it's like you not only order a dish you like with it like we'll pair it with an episode of television that sounds great Uh, you got a name yet uh yeah it's called (laughs) um it's called Dish Network (laughs) (laughs) that's a perfect thing that's the most perfect thing you could have said it was the first thing that came. At first, I was like, "Let's dish." Wait, that has nothing to do with TV. Oh, Dish Network. Dish Network. Got it. I, I couldn't even get there. I was like, "TV, ting, food, TV, <laughs> TV dinner." I guess that would have been the dinner. low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I like Dish Network. I like more. Dish Network better. Yeah, Dish Network's good. <laughs> Yeah. And put that into a moleskin somewhere. Right. Because that oh, Chris Pyatt has my moleskin. I <laughs> left it at the Green Mill holiday party, wasted, <laughs> where there was like more Polish food. Oh my God. I, I don't know if I've ever really had. I've had those little uh, cookies. Oh, that's not a pierogi. No. <laughs> I've had pierogies too. Not often. Yeah, no one has pierogies as often as they should, I think. Myself included. I feel like it had been years since I'd had my last pierogi. Then, like, this holiday party, we're having, like, stuffed fucking cabbage Mm -hmm. and um, so many pierogies. Are the owners Polish or... You know what? I don't know any other last name. (laughs) So I can't make a judgment based on that, but, like, it's, like, old Chicago. Yeah. Oh, that was, like, the best night ever, I'm pretty sure, but I can't remember because I did, like, 12 shots of Malort and <laughs> They blackout. love Malort at um, Green Mill. Jesus. Yeah, well, I was, like, four shots in. They kept giving it, like, it was, it was the paper machete people, and they kept mm-hmm. giving us shots. And, like, a few, I had had a cocktail before I came, so maybe that's why I didn't realize that it tasted fucking terrible. <laughs> but, like, a few in, I'm like, what am I doing shots of? And they're like, Malort. And I was like, whoa. I'll show you the before and after picture. Please do. Um, I, I, Malort tastes like mm, tires. Oh, cool. <laughs> Everyone has their own thing. <laughs> tires. The aftertaste is just really rubbery yeah. to me. But, you know, the way to deal with it. Chase it with a pierogi. <laughs> I was trying to be so good too because I was like, like good feeling advice. like I have to get super hot 
So I'm yeah. not going to eat a ton of pierogies tonight. And then, like, <laughs> apparently, like, when, after people were, like, leaving and they were shutting down the party, <laughs> I was, like, at the pierogies, like, just, like, going at it with my hands. <laughs> and like, no shame whatsoever. Uh. <laughs> um, right after I was told that I was drinking Malort, I took this selfie mm-hmm. in the bathroom like oh no what's gonna happen oh you look beautiful thank you <laughs> and then i woke up in the morning uh want preface this by saying i was holding my toothbrush um my boots were in the bathtub i later learned and i was still wearing my coat and i woke up on the couch you'll notice one of my eyes doesn't want to open <laughs> And yet you still look beautiful. <laughs> I look I look like a, a corpse at the beginning of a Law & Order SVU. <laughs> Only slightly more clothed. You do look uh, a little corpsey. Yeah, but... But Kevin will serve a great meal at your at my tragic funeral. funeral. Oh man, pierogies are so good. Yeah, I, I little, remember the first time I had a knish. Ooh, and mm-hmm. in New York, off of like a street vendor knish, and it was still fucking delicious. I was yeah, like, what is this pocket of mashed potato that I'm eating as I walk down the street? Oh man, <laughs> oh god, I I remember reading um, like Willy Wonka when I was little, mm-hmm. and thinking that like the vicious knids were supposed mm-hmm. to be a play on knishes. knishes. And I didn't know if I was supposed to be like offended if that was like a subtle jab. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um I'm sure it wasn't. I hope not. Uh I doubt it. I feel but, like Disney would have done shit like that, but yeah. y'all seem like a pretty yeah. pretty what sweet guy. He other than a spy. Like I don't he... know. I I I the last like time I watched him was Tom Hanks playing him in Saving, Saving Mr. Banks, and that's obviously not the real person, so I feel like I can't weigh in unbiasedly right now. It's important to separate the art from me. <laughs> JK, I don't believe that. Um, uh, one of my favorite things when I was little was when we would have like ravioli for dinner, mm-hmm. and then the next day, my mom would take the leftover ravioli oh, and fry it in butter. Oh, and it would get like kind of cr- Oh my gosh, butter? Let's talk about butter for a second. <laughs> cool. I don't want... I feel like we couldn't do this without having a segment about butter. <laughs> I don't want toast anymore. I love toast with, uh-huh. like, melty butter on it. Like, that's great. But right now I'm on this thing where I just want, like, bread with butter. butter. <laughs> I used to eat that a ton when I was it's little. It's like one of the families I need for always is really good bread. And they always have, like... Like, soft, room-temperature, lovely, Ugh. nice butter out. Salted, like a, which was not a like, thing in my childhood. My mom is, still is super anti-salted butter. Hmm. I don't know how to cook if butter is salted. I'm like, I don't know It does. Do it changes it a lot. Yeah. But if you're spreading that shit on bread, put some salt in that shit. Oh, it's so good. And the other day, when I was having my second piece of bread with butter, <laughs> I was like, oh, what up, honey? Oh yeah, a jar of honey, not to a, a child or a human. Yeah, at first I was like, "What?" Oh, yeah, she I means said that way too much. Way to be talking to a kid. <laughs> oh man, and I put that honey on that butter, and I mixed it onto that bread, and it was just like 
you get to the last bite and you almost want to cry because there's no more. <laughs> and like you can't go get another one because you've already had you have body shame to <sighs> This is why like making attaching guilt to food is not like remember when like the standard of no, we don't remember because it was like three hundred no, years before we yeah. were born. It was not during our lifetimes. Wouldn't or it be great if we could like go back? Years. Yes, honestly, there's sometimes what I've been catching up on Mad Men recently, and in the first episode of the sixth season, there uh, Joan, played by the beautiful uh, Christina Hendricks. Yes, God, I just worship her. And she's real pretty. She's gorgeous, and she's fucking not you know, stick thin Mm-mm. and, uh, and everyone, she was doing a shoot because, uh, spoiler alert, she's now a partner at the mm-hmm. firm, at the ad agency. And she was like standing on these stairs and they were taking professional pictures of her and everyone who was standing there was just like silent, just like looking at her. Cause she was yeah. just like fucking bombshell and i was like yes this is great and then everyone's sleeping outside of their marriage and it's terrible but that moment was great (laughs) yeah yeah except wouldn't it be even greater if they accepted her beauty and moved on and let her be a whole person outside of it yes we'll get there i think so too the smell of bacon. Can we talk about the smell of bacon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. It lingers in your. It lingers also after you cook it. it. Makes you remember how I good came the bacon home was the other ate. day, and like my house smelled like bacon, and there was no bacon. Oh no! And it was like really heartbreaking. Pavlovian. I'm like, I smell bacon. I should be able to experience it and feel happiness now. That uh, sprite can on my. Uh, uh, oven is full of almost grease. full of bacon grease. Yeah, almost. That's full. awesome. And I've lived. That's like, I want to say a year and a half of bacon fat, mm-hmm. which probably isn't that much, honestly. Oh, I just got the worst memory. Oh no! <laughs> when I was little, my mom got really into like saving fat because uh, we had like purchased this like fryer. Mm-hmm. My mom was like real into like let's save our bacon fat and like fry things and make it fat. Sure, which is a great idea. Delicious. Except one time. Oh no. When I was, I was always, as I said, I've always been like real into food, oh, and it's no. like if there's something in a fridge that I want to eat, let's I'm explore eat it. it. Let's yeah. explore it. And I see this jar of what I can only assume is frosting. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> take a spoon oh no and i take a pretty hefty spoonful of what i'm pretty sure is frosting and then it's not frosting it is cold (laughs) rendered fat did you eat the whole i threw up in my mouth oh no i was like now there's also a divot in it so it'll be clear that someone has done like bacon fat I got I got in trouble once at a holiday when I was caught drinking gravy out of a mug. <laughs> that one was purposeful. That was super purposeful. I'm like, gravy is delicious and warm. Why don't we drink it? Let's drink meat 
beverage. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, I sure didn't. It was <laughs> really good. I fucking love gravy. Oh, I love gravy. I love oh, sauces. I love what, uh, oh, you, uh, were going to go to culinary school. Yeah, um, I, before, I, my passions in life have always been, like, writing and performing and food and um I love when that. I was like a junior in college high school junior <laughs> in high school I was like what do I want to do where do I want to go I really wanted to go to like NYU mm-hmm. um or um oh fuck Emerson mm-hmm. uh I wanted like to, the Boston, Boston. Yeah, yeah I wanted to go to like one of these like really great acting schools mm-hmm but I just, it wasn't, like, financially yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so my options were limited as to where I could go. Um, and, because we were right in that, like, place where colleges and the government decide that you have enough money to go to college when, like, you completely don't. Yeah. Um, so I was oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what you mean. Like, we weren't mm-hmm. poor enough to get, like need-based scholarships, mm-hmm. um, or at least not enough, mm-hmm. uh, like, cause we weren't poor, we were just, like, middle class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I was an underachiever, so I wasn't gonna <laughs> get, like, a ton of merit-based scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so I was like, you know what, I think I want to go to culinary school, I think I want to be a chef. When I was little, I wanted to be a chef. Mm-hmm. And that was a thing that, like, I always held on to. My sister and I would do fake cooking shows. That's awesome. Like, uh, we were the Suave Sisters. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we Thank had you. characters. And we yes, were, we, of course No one did. was even filming these. I was going to say, like... I, I was, I went through that thought process in my head where I was like, oh my God, do you have footage? And then I realized, no, nope. no, this is a thing this was that just they did for each other. In our kitchen. Yep. On the same side of the table, be like... Now we're going to put the peas in <laughs> the pot. <laughs> like, like, it's so dumb. But, uh, yeah, I was, like, really seriously thinking about going to culinary school. Um, and my dad was like, no, you have to have a traditional liberal arts education to be a well-rounded human. Um, and I'm glad I went to college. Mm-hmm. If I had gone to culinary school, I probably would have gone to Chicago. I probably would have gotten into improv sooner, and I probably would be famous by now. But whatever, I made the right choice. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I thought real hard about going to culinary That's school. That's cool. Um, my, one of my first temp jobs uh, when I was up here was a receptionist at, like, the, like, Le Cordon Bleu. Oh, yeah. And I realized, like, it's the demographics of who goes to cult. It's, like, really interesting. Super interesting. It's a lot of people who, like, I want to be a chef. Like, this is the thing I want to do. And a a lot of people who, like, haven't had access to, like, the kind of education that would put them in, like, a four-year college. And this was, like, the vocational school that they went for. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It was just, like, really interesting, like, thinking of it as, like... Who's going here to learn a skill and who's going here to like do something develop a talent passionate about? Yeah, 
Very interesting. That is cool. And the lovely man who trained me was going through a lot. I can't remember his name, but I know his sister just died, and oh, no. he never came out to her. Oh, and, no. And, like, it was, like, a hard thing for him, because he was, like, wondering whether or not, like, she would have accepted him if she had known, Ugh. wondering if he did know. <laughs> um, and also, he was having trouble with um, a, like... I want to say it was, like, a daughter from, like, a previous relationship before he came out. Came out. Well, but he didn't come out to everyone. He didn't. Uh, he never came out to his sister, and now he doesn't know. <sighs> but you know. I hope he's doing okay. Me too. <laughs> I wonder if he, if he, you think he still works at Lacona Blue? I don't know. I know he wanted to get out of there, so I hope he has. Let's hope so. <laughs> uh, let's, let's tie this up. How do you think that food affects you creatively? And how do you think that your love of food, uh, we've definitely touched on this, but has affected your life in general? Um, creatively, I, I know like as um, a writer, mm-hmm. um, I when I'm like hunkering down to write like a play or something longer, mm-hmm. um, I think think about that process in terms of like okay what am I gonna eat (laughs) um I will usually order some sort of something uh and I I feel fueled by it Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a because it's such like a comfort Mm -hmm. and a source of joy I feel like comfort and joy Comforted. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do it if you weren't. Uh, I feel like those things. <laughs> oh man, that'd be a really good holiday themed restaurant. Comforted joy. <laughs> Let's start it. Um, I feel like after Dish Network. After Dish Network, mm-hmm. we're gonna be like the new Let Us Entertain You. Uh, <laughs> and we, what were the, what were the names of you and your sister on the cookie the shop? Sisters. Swap sisters. Swap sisters. Uh, which I think was named after the shampoo we could afford. <laughs> <laughs> Two of these sisters use swab. <laughs> none, none of them none use of them the expensive shampoo. Uh, can, can you, you tell, tell which one is the pretty sister? <laughs> it was my sister. Um, is it your sister in Ryder too? Yeah, she's in the New Yorker all the time. She's better at everything. Uh, she is amazing. Are you? Um, no, it's not. <laughs> comfort and joy, I think, put you... Well, maybe. I don't know. I feel like those things put you in, like, a good headspace to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, it's also another creative outlet. Like, I love cooking. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't like baking so much because it's more rigid. And mm-hmm. there are, like, rules and science that That's you have very to follow. That's very true. Yeah. Except one time I made a vegan cake without a recipe and it was really good. But wow. it wasn't vegan on purpose. It was only vegan because I didn't, didn't have Didn't have eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I had vegan vanilla yogurt. Um, I don't know what it's called, like Nogurt. That's a good name for vegan yogurt. How do they, it is, if it's not called that, it should be. It was like soy yogurt. Ugh. I don't know, soy yogurt. And I had that and flour. And I think I used like a gluten-free flour, so this was like... Super. Yeah. They could have served it at Native They could have served it at Native. It was better than the lemon cake at Native Foods. Um, you heard it here. Cake. You heard it here. Suck on that tough today. <laughs> Native foods. Um, yeah, it was super good. Native foods puts too much sugar in their desserts. They're cloyingly sweet. I feel bad now. Don't feel bad. 
Okay. They'll um, be fine. <laughs> Please continue to go to Native Foods. <laughs> You're not telling anyone to not go to Native Foods. I want everyone to still go. I'm just saying. And you probably still sugar. go to Native Foods. I do. See? Last time I went was before the last Butch Mac show. We got wasted and then did our last show. And I yelled at Matt Higby for cutting us. Oh. <laughs> like, yelled at him. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt Higby. I hope you're having fun being a dad. Um, Your daughter's cute. Yep. She is. But yeah, it's like cooking is so... Like, once you have a sense of like what flavors go together or mm-hmm. might go together, mm-hmm. like, it's so much fun. It's like, such, like ketchup, a fun ex- parmesan. Ketchup, parmesan, yeah. lettuce, <laughs> peanut butter and cheese. The like They're like siblings that were separated at birth. And then have found themselves together, but like Parent didn't trap. fall in love because they knew they got a sense that they were maybe related. And then they're brother and sister. Oh, okay, cool, um, cool. But yeah, oh, I love cooking. I love like making up new things. Like it's just when up in Maine, when I'm up there for Improv Acadia, mm-hmm. like the shows are great. But like the other great part of that is like there's a lot of communal cooking and stuff. Cool. And it's just, it, it really bonds, the, like, I feel like the cast that I've been in where people aren't, like, cooking together and doing mm-hmm. that stuff, or, like, at least going out together, like, those casts don't bond the same way as, like, yeah. it's like, we're having nacho night, everyone's making nachos together, and we're gonna, like, it's that such, like, like, it's uh, really lovely. That sounds great. This summer I made Korean barbecue nachos. Oh, um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, we got these, That's like, like La Tacoria. Yeah, we got like rice crackers instead mm-hmm. of chips, and then and there were a lot of vegetarians, so I used like morning star crumbles. Mm-hmm. But I put like soy sauce and brown sugar and green onion and sriracha and garlic and ginger. And I would stuff eat the shit out oh, of that. And they were so good. And um, Lawrence is allergic to cabbage, so instead of kimchi, I made this like slaw like a vegetable like cucumber and red onion cool and stuff with like this vinegar that sounds great too it was so good i was really proud of myself because i just was using my brain yeah that's awesome Um, and another way that food ties into your creative life right yeah you yeah it keeps parts of your brain active it's like to create things um, and it also helps you deal with failure when you've made something fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had, but oh, I've had some doozies of some mess ups. Yeah. And they're always pretty devastating. I have, I'm really bad at food disappointments. Like if I order something at a restaurant and it's not good. My college boyfriend and I almost broke up because, I mean, I wasn't as good. I was on hormonal birth control at the time, which made me <laughs> insane. Um, and we had gone out to eat and I had ordered something that was not good. And I was like so upset, but like I couldn't talk about it. And I was just like, he thought I was mad at him. And then, like, then we like were driving around and we got into this like really big fight. Oh, no. And it was just and you're like, no, it's, it's just because like, I didn't like what I ordered. Yeah. And I'm like, and, like weird. I never want to send things back because I feel guilty. No, I could never oh. do something like that. Except <laughs> one time at Tweet, my egg was poached. Too hard. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then this, like, this was in May. Julia stood up for that, too. It was um, me, Joe Feldman, and Amy Thompson. And we were I at brunch. I love both it was, of those people so much. It was a very I want in on brunch. that brunch. It I was, want in on that brunch. It was amazing. But, and it, but we had been just talking. Dishing. Oh, my God. I can imagine. It was 
we all said some deeply personal things uh-huh. and a lot of things about other people. And so then, like, Ugh, I'm I like, love, I want to go to there. <laughs> it was great. Our food comes, and I'm like, oh no, this yolk isn't even a little bit runny. Oof. I was so upset because, like, that was the whole reason why I earned a poached egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like, can't, you can't poach an egg hard. You That's... unless you're a dumb dick bucket. <laughs> oh no! And I was super <laughs> upset, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I should send it back. I. I don't know. And so they come around and I think like Joe pushed me. Like oh, she's yeah. a she's a I goddess. love her. She's, I love her so much. She's no nonsense. She's a sweet She used to coach a team that was Yeah, the Tanners. You guys were great. Oh yeah. thanks. She's amazing. So I send back the eggs and then this guy at the next table turns around and he was like I'm proud of you, honey. Like, I'm glad. I was about to turn around and say, bitch, send back the eggs. Um, and so it was amazing. That's but, incredible. But then we also realized, like, he has heard a lot about all of our vaginas. <laughs> That's probably why he only brought up the eggs. Right. Because he wanted to be like, also, I heard everything and all also, we're talking about. that guy's not worth it. You should get that checked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that person is a close personal friend of mine, so, so I will be telling them. <laughs> and thank you. I'm glad I don't know any of your names. So we'll end friendship today. <laughs> um, oh, and I guess brunch is a perfect segue to how food has enhanced my life in general. Yes. Uh, it is. Like, I really, I don't know how to hang out with people unless, like, there's either food mm-hmm. or... Drinks. Like drinks or like doing something creative. Yeah. Like even if we're just like watching a movie, I'm like, this would be better with nachos. <laughs> like, or wine or nachos and wine. Ugh, like, oh, I did this fucking spin class today and now <laughs> all I want to do is eat. And I had a salad afterwards that had garbanzo beans and a hard boiled egg and it was like super healthy. Mm-hmm. But now I just like want to go... To town on some nights. That's my problem when I work out too. I feel like it just makes me eat voraciously. Yeah, and, and I ate voraciously all day because I was like, I'm going to this fucking spin class. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm going to have a bowl of chili and a turkey sandwich. Amazing nanny family we, that gives me everything. I had a bowl of chili in a ham and Swiss sandwich today for lunch. We're, We're living parallel lives. Yep. But like, yeah, Did not have brunch, salad for dinner. brunch is the best thing that I think has happened to my soul. I don't I don't have very many things that I love more than I love brunch. And people get real shitty about brunch. Have you noticed that there's been like a brunch backlash? People are like, oh women and their brunch or like brunch is overrated. Like a bunch of people are like Are people saying brunch is overrated? Because those aren't people I know. (laughs) I get so mad when another fucking asshole on uh, Facebook is like can we retire brunch? There was just a fucking piece no. of some, like, like, no. I, can't, I can't remember if it was, like, Huffington Post or something stupid that exists online that everyone reads because we're too lazy to seek out real news. Mm. And, like, uh, it was, like, it's time to re- retire brunch. And it's, like... No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. And I will tell you the following reasons. <laughs> One, bottomless mimosas. Ugh. Two... Bottomless Bloody Mary. <laughs> Three. Bloody Mary bars. 
Love a good Bloody Mary book. Please let me pick my I don't gosh. even I don't even go crazy for Bloody Marys, but if you are gonna let me make my own with all the different garnishes, of course I'm gonna let try. Let me tell you a little story that. called a restaurant called Vincent in Andersonville, where one of the that you have an array of Bloody Marys to choose from, one of which comes with an array of cheeses. It's served on a cheese board. That has a ton of cheeses and bread. And it's like... This is everything can, I could ever want. <laughs> Tweet has amazing Bloody Marys mm-hmm. with like... Oh, Glenn's Diner. You get like eight shrimp on your fucking Bloody Mary. Ugh. It's amazing. I think I was at four. Yeah, I think you were only at two. Well... Five. Wait, oh. Bloody, Bloody Mary, Mary bars. bars. Yeah, the next one is four. four. Yep. Benedict's. I was, not, I, I was not a Benedict fan until I would get like the Hollandaise on the side and then not use it because I, I was scared of Hollandaise. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm scared of Hollandaise. It's just so rich. Yeah, to me. I didn't like it when I first tried it like ten years ago. But then I recently had it and I was like, okay. I was at brunch, <laughs> New Year's Day brunch at Hub Fifty One with some amazing buds. Uh huh. And they had this like short rib Benedict. Oh, I that sounds pretty really sure good. Was a homemade English muffin, and I don't know how they did. Tweet mess up my poached egg. This is in a chafing dish. Like wow. it's like it's individual stacked like short rib Benedicts with like uh, English muffin, like the short rib, the poached egg, and the hollandaise. And I'm like, there's no way. And it just in, ran. And it, and it was perfect. And I'm like, I don't know if Samantha from Bewitched is back there. <laughs> this for you, but this is amazing. Brunch is... Are you I dreaming of Jeannie? I the rest of the day. Kitchen? I just watched I Dream of Jeannie the other night. Mm-hmm. And it is bad. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> it doesn't hold up because you learn about, like, gender and uh. um, male-female relationships and, like, a, a woman's role... Don't and what like, it, man, I don't like and that. what it can be now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's pretty fucked up that he falls um, in love with her because she's his slave. Oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, brunch is uh, amazing. Anyone and saying like, that brunch should be retired is doesn't have friends. Needs to reevaluate oh. their life. Like there's this um awesome woman in Chicago and her name is Robin and she is wonderful. And I met her because back when Jezebel was still really awesome, uh, we were commenters, and I I loved her comments. And then that's amazing. I moved to Chicago, and she was in like the Chicago. There was like this Chicago Jezebel uh-huh. like Facebook group, and so we became Facebook friends. And then she used to do this web, not web series, this uh, reading series called the Sunday Night Sex Show, and she asked me to be in it. Cool. And um. She's awesome, and I've gotten to know a lot of cool people through her, but we never hang out. And she, like, sent this Facebook message out to, like, 50 women. Like, she's like, you are all badass women in Chicago who should all know each other. That's And she's organizing this massive brunch, because that is how people come together. That's perfect. And it's like, why would... I feel like the kind of people who hate something as wonderful as brunch... Are the kind of people who are just out to hate on shit. Yes. And I talk about that on the show a decent amount. Because I just can't... 
I hate the idea of bringing things down just for the sake of bringing things down. Yeah. I hate it. There's, Let's just celebrate things we love. Yeah. There's literally no reason to hate brunch. Possible reasons I could see are, I don't like waiting for a table. That's a problem yeah. with restaurants. Not a problem with brunch. Mm. If you don't like that, then invite people over to your house at 11.30 a.m. Yes. Make a pitcher of Bloody Marys. Yes. um uh this i feel like when i got here i kind of had a headache and was like groggy but now i feel exuberant just because like this was a delight you're a delight i we should have brunch i would love to have brunch with you there's five dollar brunch amy thompson and joe feldman optional um, <laughs> let's text them right on now. Air. On air. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a live on the air text. Uh, I feel like they'll both absolutely love this, so I'm fully on board. Joe Feldman, what a dream. Love. Amy Thompson, equal dream. Yep. Hey. I was going to say bitches, but I'm going to say ladies. <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> Recording a podcast with MBS. Yes. We want to have brunch with you. Wait, what if we did brunch here and made it a podcast? Live brunch. Live brunch. I would love that. And brunchessing. And brunch essing? <laughs> that is the best thing that's happened in Names of Things since Dish Network. <laughs> I'm writing it down. In brunch essing. Uh, that is a beautiful place for us to uh, wrap this up. I'll have to leave everyone in suspense as to what Joe and Amy say. You know. I can put it in the intro. If yeah, they, put if it in, they if respond. they respond. If I they mean, respond, I'll put it in the I'm intro. sure they will, because they're good people. Yes. Uh, but the last thing that I say on my podcast is that, Julia, I love you, and I mean that. I love you! <laughs> I mean, I'm going to hug you <laughs> on <laughs> the air! <laughs> you guys can't see this right now, but we are in full embrace. My <laughs> arms are over. Uh, Mary Beth Smith's arms are under, because yep. I am taller. Yep. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.